Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. All right, y'all. We are going back to our roots with a Midwest 2020 mini tour. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Thank goodness. Corn-fed entertainment. Tater tot hot dish. Mm, hot dish 2020. We are going to be in Indianapolis on March 18th, Chicago on the 19th, and the Twin Cities, a.k.a. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Ever heard of it? On Saturday, March 21st. Got some more dates. Amanda, what else do we have? From there, we're going to be going to St. Louis on March 23rd and Kansas City, Missouri, Trump, <laughs> on March 24th. Tickets can be found at our website, wineandcrimepodcast.com. So keep your eye out, get those trigger fingers ready, mm-hmm. and buy them before they sell out, baby. Yes, please. We can't wait to see you all. See you in March. Listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat, chat true, true crime, crime and <laughs> unleash their worst. I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rudolph. <laughs> And my nose is shiny. Oh, my God. That is what that voice sounds like. Also, a little, yeah. like, do- drop of Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which, like, considering his... nerd. Considering his scandal saying a drop of Pee Wee Herman is probably yeah. pretty gross. Not, bad, bad taste and bad mouthfeel. Whatever. Oh, bad mouthfeel. He got a bad rap. He was masturbating in a porn theater. Like, who wasn't? I think that it was is like the right time out, and place. I think it was, like, outside the porn theater. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm refusing to believe that. You can perfuse Perfusing. all you want. Don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm refusing. Don't fuck with my childhood. <laughs> okay. Um... We're a little loopy because we haven't recorded in like three weeks because and we're jet lagged. My wedding mm-hmm. and two of the three of us are jet lagged. I think I'm still drunk. Yeah, from your <laughs> wedding. Your wedding, wedding was two weeks ago. <laughs> it was. It was a little wild. Yeah. I basically did a trash the dress with the dress still on my body. <laughs> she, I, I've never seen anything like it. She was filthy. Mm-hmm. I don't it know like how a it crime happened. Scene. It did. It had red wine and f- just mud all <laughs> over it. It looked like I went on a midnight hike <laughs> in the woods. Through a mud pit. In my well, we did dress. take you to the bathroom yeah. a few times. And before your dress got totally fucked, you might have like peed a little bit on it. No. So that seems well, like less of a big standard. deal now. I might have peed <laughs> a little like bit on it. That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, This week, we have a very special fan pick episode uh, brought to you by Georgina Georgie Barnes. Georgie Barnes. Georgie Barnes. Georgie is such a cute name. I love that. So cute. And the topic is game-changing evidence. So 
So basically, like, new forensic techniques. Solves that, cold case after know, 30 years. Right. Maybe, yeah, that kind of stuff. Maybe that's yeah. what I'm talking about today. <laughs> oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but before we get to the wine crime pairing, we have one butt plug. Lucy, what's our butt yes, plug? Yes, our butt plug is, um, as some of you may have seen on our social media from CrimeCon back in May, mm-hmm. we had these amazing dirndls made for us, custom Frog wine and, and crime gorgeous. dirndls. And if you don't know what a dirndl is, just imagine like Bavarian ladies at Oktoberfest, like mm-hmm. with, with big titties out. I was going to say with, with them gam yams out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really cleavy in mm. the most mm-hmm. incredible way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Erica at Rare Dirndl uh, made us these custom dirndls and they were unbelievably comfortable. Yeah. And gorgeous like and comfortable. the boob situation is no joke. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, Kenyon's mm-hmm. tots were <laughs> so <can't>. prominent. <laughs> Her tooties—they were distracting. They were mm, really they were distracting, but we all felt great in them. I loved wearing mine. I'm mm-hmm. going. I'm like searching desperately for an excuse to wear it all Same. the time. I wore mine after Nashville at one of my bachelorette parties. Yes. Incredible! Oh my god! Yep. It's it's appropriate for any event, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Erica is giving our listeners 10% off their first order with the promo code GALS18. So G-A-L-L-G-A-L-S-1-8. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to raredirndl.com. So that's R-A-R-E-D-I-R-N-D-L. There's only one vowel in Dirndl. It's bonkers. <laughs> uh-huh. You can take a quiz to see which dirndl like design you are, which is super fun. Uh-huh. And also check out her jewelry. She has these uh, earrings that just look like pretzels. Oh, <laughs> cuteums. It's so cute. Everything on her site is so cute. So order your dirndl today, and then you can get it in time for Oktoberfest. And I uh-huh. do believe the code is good through Oktoberfest-ish 2018. So don't mm-hmm. hesitate. Takes a few weeks to make, if not more, because they're all handmade by mm-hmm. wonderful Erica. So do it. You will not regret it. They're amazing. Get it. Yep. Um, I know Here this isn't a listed butt plug, but I also want to mention that I am doing a drunk dive after today's episode. Yes. So yes. just a reminder that we this are is, prepared. Yeah, it's Colby <laughs> Cray. This is Patreon only content. So if you want to get access to these drunk dives, you're going to want to head to patreon.com. Wait, is it forward slash wine and crime podcast? You can search for us yeah. on the Patreon main Wine page. and Crime Pod. Yeah, on it's Patreon. one of those. But anyway, you can find our Patreon somehow with the magic of the internet. <laughs> um, and if you donate at any level every month, then you get all this cool bonus content. And um, I am very single, and I have some things I'm going to share on today's oh drunk Oh, my time. God. Because I want it to be just secretive like enough therapy. that you have to pay for it. but uh Mm -hmm. yeah there's a there's a it's not really like an epic story but there's some there's some notes in there so yeah go to patreon support us get all this cool content enjoy your life yes yeah one dollar a month on up Mm -hmm. you get full access to all the stuff we have a lot of the patreon only content oh yeah we do including (laughs) nudes of amanda moving on deleted all my nudes (laughs) 
That's what you think. Okay. Oh, God. What's our wine crime pairing, Amanda? Our Nude Amanda. wine crime pairing this week is apropos. Um, this is the Salton Evidence Brute Chardonnay out of Sarah what? Gaucha, Brazil. Yes. Yeah. How did you find that? How did you find Total that? Total wine plus Google search. It's a magical <laughs> way to find wine. <laughs> So as you know, this is not a wink wine, but it retails for about 13 bucks and can be found at most liquor stores. I found it at Total Wine. Um, if you are not familiar, though, with Wink Wine Club, they're one of our awesome sponsors and an online wine club with a huge okay. variety of wines that get shipped right to you. So go check them out and you get $20 off your first box of wine by heading to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com forward slash gals. Um, <clears throat> we also will post like upcoming Wink wines that we're going to do so you can curate a little box to drink mm-hmm. along with us. And um, some of you listening may have met my mother, Suzanne, and she is now an official Wink user and she <gasps> freaking loves Yay! it. It's awesome. So if it has a Suzanne endorsement, you know it's good. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so a little bit about this sparkle magic that we're drinking today. Y'all know I hate yeah. Chardonnay, mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. a very common dominant varietal in sparkling wines. It's so good as a sparkling. It is. It's the only way to drink it, mm-hmm. basically, in my opinion. But mm. that's just my opinion. And like I say, how do you know if a wine tastes good? If you like it. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a brute sparkling, which indicates that it's dry. And there are different hints on the labels of sparkling wines that they will give you to kind of give you an idea of what the sweetness level is going to be. So if the sparkling label contains sec, that indicates a semi-dry mm-hmm. finish. If it contains dough, D-O-U-X, that indicates a sweeter finish. And then there are all kinds of variations of those like little words that will indicate like semi-sweetness, semi-dryness, more sweetness. There's like a whole chart of these code words mm-hmm. basically that you can um, I can maybe put a link to it on the blog or something. Because I, I did be find I did find a pretty good little reference guide that's like how to tell how sweet the sparkling's gonna be before you even open it, so that you can buy exactly mm-hmm. what you want without having to guess and check. Kind of mm. cool, huh? So the old guess and in check. In French, <laughs> in French, sec means dry, mm-hmm. and do means um, like soft or sweet. Well, there you go. And do whatever. Doe, a deer, a female deer. Yeah, and brute is like. Well, I could be wrong about this, but I think it. I think it's referring to like strong. Mm-hmm. It is. So it's like it's like strongly dry mm-hmm. then. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there you go. Grapes used in sparkling Chardonnay are also often blended with a little bit of Pinot Noir, which I think is interesting and I didn't really know, but they take the skins off so it's not like rosé or red. Um, Hmm. The grapes are picked earlier than those used in still wines to maximize the acidity. Um, The Chardonnay is great because it adds like a texture to the mouthfeel and then like a nutty and brioche flavor. So the brioche is a little bit of that butteriness, but the nuttiness is... um, you know, a little bit more of that, like, earth tone. Um, but then the Pinot adds a lot of aromas and fruit notes. So Chardonnay doesn't okay. have a super fruity contribution to its final product. It's a little bit more, like, earthy and buttery. But then when they pepper in some of that Pinot, it's going to give you some of that fruit, which is kind of fun. Mm. Okay. Right? Okay. so weird. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds I like how creative you can be. 
in the winemaking business. You really can. And once you actually, I mean, when I first started drinking wine in like a professional capacity, not for this podcast, but for work um, at restaurants and stuff, I didn't, I thought all wine tasted the same, either white or red. I had no palate for it whatsoever mm, really yeah and it was the same thing when i first started working in breweries i had no palate for beer i just did not know what i was tasting but if you mm-hmm. set some intention with what you're drinking so read what next time you buy a bottle of wine do a tiny bit of research read some of the tasting notes and then put those thoughts in your head like if it says that the wine is going to be jammy think about like deep cherry think about you know strawberry jam things about that and then take a sip of it. Mm-hmm. And that psychological process of actually putting yourself in the mindset to taste those things will draw those flavors out for you. It's crazy. Mm. And then you can actually start seeing or seeing, tasting some of the subtleties and then tasting side by side. Not too much. You don't want to overwhelm your palate. But like three wines is the perfect, you know, middle ground when you're first starting to like taste wine side by side and try to see the differences. You you'll get it. You'll get a knack for it. You could train yourself for it just like anything else. It's crazy. And, and if you live near a winery, like Go. going going for a wine tasting, you can have just a little flight of a few different wines with mm-hmm. somebody knowledgeable like Amanda <laughs> to stand there and explain exactly what you're tasting and what to look for. It's invaluable. It's so and fun. And it's super too. fun. Yeah, it's so fun. So yeah, let's pop this motherfucker let's out. Let's do it. Ready? Lucy's doing the honors this week. Yeah. Mm. So hopefully it's not like the last time when it went fucking everywhere and we had to pause <laughs> so I could get a towel. <laughs> Story of my life. Am oh, I right, boys? It was yeah. that blue nun wine and it I was. just kept tipping it upside down over and over <laughs> to watch the gold flakes and then popped it open. It yeah, she forgot. <laughs> It was so mesmerizing. It was like a snow globe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're not mature enough for that one. No, we're not. Are we ready? Yeah. Yep. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh. oh. oh my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. It happened. It happened. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. Is it on your computer? No, it's all over oh, my no. cheetah print blankie. Oh, no. Oh. It's I, washable. I didn't even tip oh. it. You poor thing. Well, okay. Right. Well, it's great. It tastes good because it's all over it's, my arm. It's better to have loved and lost. Right? <laughs> Best way to taste a sparkling Licking it off your arm. <laughs> <laughs> this blanket is so... Perfect. Just wring it out in your mouth. Yeah, into your glass. (laughs) Not a bad idea. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Are you speaking of bad pops? Real quick, when we were at Kenyon's, if this is a pimple story, I can't. If it's what? (laughs) Is this a pimple story? Because if it is, I can't. No, it's a you story, (laughs) and also not a pimple Mm. story. When we were drinking mimosas at Kenyon's brunch. The day before, Uh or a couple days before her wedding, Amanda (laughs) opened a bottle. I got it on video. It might appear on our social media. (laughs) Yeah. It was a really awkward, like, slippage. (laughs) Yeah, it slid out. It was was loose. That happens sometimes. The goose is loose. (laughs) Okay, now that this is calmed down, I'm pouring a glass. Mm. All right. Oh, yeah. And then when you're ready, 
What's our background in psych <laughs> yeah. for game-changing evidence? When I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> She'll get to it eventually. Okay, so game-changing evidence. I um, decided to go with researching mostly what some new forensic techniques are going to be in the future, like in the near future, oh. so we can get excited for like different kinds of cases and evidence that can be pieced together to solve crimes in the future. Wow. Okay. So we've had uh, several breakthroughs since 1980, the mm -hmm. most obvious and important one being computers. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, I also, was going to yeah. say DNA because computers have just been so much a part of our life that I forget there was a time without them. Right. Well, DNA testing and its increasing accuracy has also been a very mm -hmm. important breakthrough since 1980. But uh, hand in hand with computers, um, investigators can have better education due to increase in shareable information. So the Internet Yep. Mm -hmm. so, Thanks, Al Gore. He created the internet. He totally did. <laughs> um, we also have AFIS, which is A-F-I-S, the Automated Fingerprint Identification System. So that's the massive database that investigators use mm -hmm. to compare fingerprints. Mm. And then cool. also digital photography, which I hadn't thought about. The fact that you do yeah. not need to wait for your film to be processed and printed, and then you still only have that one copy Oh, so like I didn't that is a that. big development. Yeah. Absolutely. Digital Just photography. In the time it takes to uh -huh. go over evidence and yeah. Totally. Yeah. Speed everything up. So just thinking about the massive differences that just those uh technological breakthroughs have brought to forensics, looking forward, in addition to improvements made to current forensic techniques, some emerging technologies include um, we can do quicker testing in the form of portable labs. Oh, yeah. So Ooh. they're working on, uh, like, for example, light scanners to image human veins and that can detect Ooh. drugs and alcohol in your system. Oh, my what? God. From a light scanner? Yeah. From a lightsaber? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> What? <laughs> I would not do well in a Gattaca world, you guys. Samers. I am blind in one eye. I've got a bad back. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Uh, I, I know, but I'm same, same diff. Yeah. Um, facial recognition software. So we will get to that in just a minute. Um, there can also be like on-site testing for identifying drugs and explosives in the capacity where normally a sample would need to be sent to a lab that's most likely mm -hmm. overwhelmed with other samples can take weeks to get your your results back right but at, right. but as for the facial recognition software so like you've, we've all seen the commercials for the iPhone 10 where you, like your yeah. face is your password, which is And creepy. you can make an emoji of yourself. Don't like I it. I don't like it. Don't like it. I, I love it. It creeps me out. Internet, uh, take me away. <laughs> <laughs> but new technology will be able to recognize a person, for example, wearing sunglasses or a fake beard or like running past a closed circuit TV at night. So it's like blurry and dark. Shit, man. That there, is intense. Shit, There's a man. lot that facial yeah. recognition technology that we have now is 
useless with. I'm like, super screwed. Like the Boston bombing, <laughs> um, they yeah. ran those two. They could, they had them on film, and they ran them mm-hmm. through every software you know thing available. And it only only one of them caught one of the dudes one time or something crazy like that. Well, yeah, I remember because I was living in Boston at the time. So I remember that like super vividly. But a lot of the like surveillance footage was of like half of their faces and they were wearing hats and sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so I can definitely see why that was just the time and resources that this saves because I I now I can't remember what the name of the documentary is, but it's a small, a short documentary that's on Netflix about this man who was charged with murder, but he didn't commit the crime. <gasps> well, he like was at the, the baseball old, game? Yes, and he was at a baseball oh game, and he God. happened to be filmed on an episode of Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm, but it, it is- took like... Hours and hours and hours, like weeks worth of hours. Oh, to of, establish that alibi. To establish that, that alibi video. because a legal team had to comb through all of the security footage, which they found him on security footage in that the baseball uh, stadium provided, but it was too like blurry. Like you could fucking tell it was him, but it, and there w- were it wouldn't have held any of people there. Yeah. Right. Right. But then getting the better footage from the Curb Your Enthusiasm footage it cleared right. him but they the people had to just sit there and go through hours of tape at a super slow wow. motion to painstakingly look at thousands of people's faces to find yeah. this one guy and his daughter and now a computer software could do that in seconds exactly that, is that crazy that short little documentary is incredible so good. if you have netflix I gotta Google it and figure. And out then what True it's Crime Obsessed did a really good uh, podcast episode about it. So do oh, do both. Okay. Like watch the documentary and then go listen to the True Crime Obsessed episode about it because it's so good. It's called it's called Long Shot. That's right, Long Shot. It's so good. Okay. It's called Long Vowel. It's called Long, long Shot. shot. <laughs> Rim job. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Ah, uh, that S. Tongue punch quickly. my fart back. Let's go back to facial recognition. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to facial. Your pink winker. Um, oh okay. my god. So, this technology can happen by creating uh well, one way that this is going to advance. There's technology that can create a 3D model of a person's face from a 2D image and then that software can add like emotion like show them smiling or laughing or speaking oh and then that that 3d model can be analyzed by multiple databases totally okay that makes so eventually the cops will have this type of software on their smartphones so they will be able to id people accurately and instantly that's terrifying terrifying kind of 1984 but also better than I mean, I think that uh, fewer people will get falsely accused of things because it's like eyewitness. We'll see. Well, depending on how quickly and this can be super accurate. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, This uh, uh, related technology can also do tattoo recognition, which would be handy Uh for gang related crimes because every tattoo, I mean, on a very small scale are each one is unique. unique. Yeah. Placement right. on the body, size, scale, all of mm-hmm. that. So 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, other other technology, microbiomic identification. What in the fuck what? is that so, garbage? Yeah. <laughs> so we all have our own cells in our body, but we have wait what? We have between <laughs> ten and twenty times more microbes. So we have like trillions of microbes on and in our bodies, especially like in our guts. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I take probiotics. Boost that shit. Yeah, they're good. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, these these groups of microorganisms make up our own unique microbiomes. They're like communities of of these microorganisms in our bodies. And so it's like a literal cloud of little microbes around a person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And these it. microbiomes yeah. stay fairly stable in and on our own bodies at any time just because that, that, that they're at home, they're stable, they're happy mm-hmm. um, at, at any time except for after sex when microbes are transferred oh. like – uh-oh. From your Mine are pubic all fucked up this week, then. for example. It's <laughs> a lot of rubbing. I could get away yeah. with murder. You got a lot of foreign <laughs> microbiomes on you right now. Or I... you could get accused of murder if one of your rando hookups. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> also, men's and women's microbial DNA are different, so a scientist could not only tell if they'd recently had sexual contact with someone of the opposite sex, but they could also use these foreign microbes to identify the other party. What? Yeah. In fairness, scientists could not tell the difference between heavy petting and sex from the microbiomes. Yeah, probably not. I mean, sex Unless doesn't mean inter- doesn't mean your... intercourse. True. As long as also you're like true. intensely rubbing one part of your body, which is rich in microorganisms, on somebody else's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Part you could be totally. tongue punching their fart box. I have never been less <laughs> horny in my life. <laughs> I'm the least horny I've ever been right now. I'm glad I could do that Close for up you. Shop. Thank Close you. Close up shop. My part is basically a cold shower for Amanda. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> um, Hate it. Here's a cool one: fingerprints. Fingering. So as we know from a previous episode and every episode that Amanda is hyper horny all of the time. Sorry, mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, fingerprints mm-hmm. are actually made up of proteins and fats excreted from the skin. So it is possible oh. to glean information uh, from the fluid itself about a person's diet. Um, Ooh, this was gross. this was super specific. Whether they've handled a condom and what brand that condom was. Whoa. What? I don't know why that was like the specific detail in this article, but because that's be mind blowing. Um, and yeah. eventually, it will be possible to develop an entire genetic profile of that person, um, and from their sebum, from the like from the fingerprint oil, oil of the fingerprint. Yeah, but let's not oh, forget God. that. Um, so there is DNA in those fingerprints, assuming that it is that it has some of the proteins and fats from your body. But a lot of a fingerprint is just dirt and grease from like the environment. It's True. not okay. all your own DNA. Skin oil. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. So totally. we can already get DNA from these fingerprints, although it's not always a hundred percent possible for the reasons I just stated. And often an investigator has to choose between retaining the print itself or attempting to get the DNA from it. 
There are totally there are some uh, ways in which you can preserve both, um, but again, those are fairly new. So, I liked mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that people can tell what I've been eating from my greasy ass fingerprints. I hate fried chicken. That. Really. <laughs> Really just Klondike bars. Hello. Too much wine. There's a lot of butter in this fingerprint. (laughs) Is she okay? Parmesan cheese makes up 97% of this print. Her body mass index is 90% Parmesan. Parmesan. Specifically craft. Yeah. Yeah. They can tell the brand. Rat poison and wood shavings disguised as Parmesan. <laughs> I yes. love it. It's so good. Um, okay. Morphometrics is this is studying the shape of the skull. And scientists are now realizing that previously they thought that a child's skull was not the shape that it would be when they were an adult. Mm. But they're mm-hmm. kind of realizing that more or less they are already that shape or they can at least easily predict the shape that it will become when they're an adult. So um, mm-hmm. the morphometrics... I had a huge head then. I got a huge head yep. now. <laughs> yep. Five These culottes. <laughs> wouldn't you know they still fit? So morphometrics can be handy in missing children cases. Interesting. Makes sense. And anthropologists can use morphometrics to determine geographical population groups. So they can conceivably identify, like, where that person originally came from. Wow. Not not just their, like, their ethnicity, basically. Uh, Yeah. Or, like, for example, uh, it's probably not as useful in the United States because... We're all immigrants, so most of us. Right, right. <laughs> but in places with more... It should in- be treated with dignity. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. But it, in uh-huh. places with more indigenous populations, I think it would be more helpful. Okay. Um, okay, so this one is bonkers. Vehicle systems forensics. What? Oh, God. Cars? Yeah. Okay. So when you connect your smartphone to the infotainment or telematics systems in your car, Mm -hmm. and I Mm kind of spent a lot of time trying to figure out the fucking difference between those two, and it's real confusing. So essentially, telematics has a two-way communication that sends, receives, and stores information. So like turn-by-turn navigation and collision warnings. Oh, okay. Okay. As opposed to Wi-Fi or Bluetooth sorcery with your Spotify, that would be infotainment. Got it. Okay. So they're two totally. they're two different distinct systems, but I think there's some overlap depending on the type of car, and a lot of newer cars just combine them into one thing. So so in newer cars you're receiving information, downloading information, but your car is also sending information about, like, your location yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so the vehicle itself mm-hmm. retains information, like, f- from your phone, information like phone calls, contact lists, text messages, etc. cetera. Oh, Even okay. if you're Yikes. connecting with what I call a magic cord, like an aux cord, mm-hmm. the, the car can still store metadata, like, time stamps, even if you, quote, don't allow it to. It just, oh dear. it fucking does. Wow. Um, oh, Zach is fucked. Yeah. He always connects that Bluetooth, and I don't because I don't know how to do yep. it. Well, mm-hmm. hire a private investigator if you ever have any questions because this information is available. 
Okay. Also, that the car, means available. The car itself can also track, for example, when a car door was open and for how long. Isn't that so weird? Um, Seatbelt yeah. usage, what speed they were going at, what time, uh, braking. And there's even oh my God. and there's even the possibility for a car to be remotely controlled by another party. So if oh my God, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious Six, chase, Fast and Furious Six, nobody Sorry. has seen that movie besides you. Everyone <laughs> has seen it. So many people have seen it. Fast you just and wait. Furious you just wait. Six. Uh, yeah, there Jeez. are gonna be like ten. There are seven now. Oh, or my eight. God. Fate of the Furious. There's Tokyo eight. Tokyo Drift or Bust. No, Tokyo Drift's the worst one, and that's why we're barely friends. Um, <laughs> okay. But you've got to... Well, oh, wait, it might be seven. I might be thinking of seven. Someone's going to correct me. Ugh, I'm sorry. Just don't. No, they're Nobody. not. Nobody. Okay. Nobody has yeah, seen Yeah, someone will, but oh, my God. Seriously, there's this, like, this most amazing scene Can we mute Amanda? She, no, she hacks into <laughs> freaking Charlize Theron is the freaking villain, and she's incredible, and she's an insane hacker. Oh, I have And she seen hacks into, like, the driving, automatic driving systems of, like, hundreds of cars in New York City, and it's the coolest car scene ever, and you're both dumb, and Fast and Furious is amazing. Continue. Okay, so here's my favorite Gone in one. 60 seconds. <laughs> here's my favorite one. Virtual autopsy, people. Ooh. What? Also known very not cleverly, vertopsy. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> How did they come up with that? <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> I'm calling it a virtual autopsy. Joy. Yep. So it's non-invasive, which is probably the most important part because a right. lot of families won't agree to an autopsy for religious or personal reasons mm-hmm. cut me up find out what happened cut me find the out fuck what went up. down and then distribute yep. all of my organs to like blind children mm-hmm. distribute <laughs> my like, liver to a blind child this? why are you dropping off the sack of organs to me i didn't want this <laughs> it's not my fault I i'm blind i said i was a donor you didn't have to be specific Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. A bloody sack of organs. <laughs> Just like, ew. There might Enjoy be an eyeball in there. I don't know. An iPad? Eyeball. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dig through these organs for a free iPad. <laughs> That's our oh next God, Patreon level, too. We're so primed for this drunk dive already. Yeah, I know. We haven't even gotten to the case. I can't. So good. Um, okay, so it also won't damage any forensic evidence. Also important. Right. Plus, it is a complete digital record of that autopsy of that person's body that can be revisited later. I oh, mean, so it's I just see... like a little camera. So then if the particular coroner gets called out for some bullshit, they can have a new coroner watch that video. It's not a video. An- it's a 3D model. It's like a scan, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they, okay. they use MRI and CT scans and other, like, radiology magicness to create a 3D mm-hmm. model of the outside and the inside of that person's body. So it could be helpful, um, like, finding out where a bullet went, for example. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know how helpful it would be at this point to identify, like, I don't know, like, poison or something that could have been in someone's system, like a toxicology thing. 
Because this is just no this idea. is just image scanning at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously some limitations with that. But uh, another bonus of this is that it's very useful for a jury trial because a random jury member might not know where the gallbladder is in relation uh, to like a lung. But if I they don't. see a model, you know. Okay. Um, so currently these are mostly used for obtaining dental records from a badly charred or decomposed body. Mm. Gotta love those dental records. Yeah, because that would obviously be like a pretty simple thing to do with a with a scan like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I have a quote from ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. <laughs> mchammer.gov.edu. It's basically the... Dot Donald Glover. It's basically God. the health department. Um, mm-hmm. invert, invertopsy. Oh, fuck. Uh, 3D imaging in <laughs> postmortem victims is effectively performed by using principle of triangulation. Along with this, mm-hmm. vertopsy has many advantages which are not there in conventional autopsies like the fracture lines can be noticed. Primary mm. and secondary traumas can be effectively visualized and a depth of mm-hmm. a foreign body can be effectively localized, which is a which is a greatest disadvantage of conventional autopsy. So basically, if there was a foreign body in the body with a regular autopsy, they have to fucking dig through and try to find it, which could destroy a lot of other forensic evidence while they're trying to do that. Right, right. Um, Oh, and it's such a better record, too, because, like... If you look at some of those like autopsy drawings, yeah, they're so first of all detailed. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, and if you have no drawing ability like me, then you're fucked basically. And also, I found out recently that those autopsy drawings that we still use today were basically established in like 13th century China. Yeah, Yeah. I mean they're not fucking complicated. It's a drawing. It's an outline yeah. of a body with right. like circles on it that are like this is where we found a hair. Yeah. Yeah. A wound. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um this was my favorite line of this quote. Also, the examination through vertopsy can be done without any fuss as there is no cadaver contamination. Mhm. Fuss okay. freeze the way to be. <laughs> when lucy starts her own virtual autopsy business yes which (laughs) will never be called vertopsy give me a fucking break um okay just a couple more things 3d technology that can also uh determine or include crime scene mapping um bullet trajectories super important blood spatter Mm -hmm. patterns Mm-hmm. I'd want to play around with mm-hmm. that shit. That'd be cool. Yeah. So a lot of like real forensic shit. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Three. A lot of 3D models. A lot of new mm-hmm. software. I'm um, into it. Also, we can do uh, brain scan polygraphs using EEG and MRI technology. So instead of like hmm. measuring your heart rate to see if you're lying, they would literally look at your fucking brain. Oh, that's harder scary to beat. because... Yeah, a lot harder to beat because I feel like it's pretty... Uh, aren't you just supposed to, like, clench your butthole and then you can beat a polygraph? 
That's my go-to solution to most things. So sure. (laughs) (laughs) Works for me. And then um, lastly, there's something called a portable ion detector. So they can plug in the specific mass and weight and material of a piece of evidence that they're looking for. For example, a gun. In a, mm. in, in a real live scene where they're at, and they can use gas chromatography and mass spectrometers to locate that item. That sounds like some oh Ghostbuster shit, that and I don't even fucking know. Ghostbuster shit, yeah. So, like, if there's a gun that's been, like, thrown in the woods or something, they can, like, scan a section of woods and find an object that matches that, like, size and shape and weight. And potentially a body, Wow. Can you imagine oh, right. how useful that would be? I mean, insanely Shit. useful. Because how many stories, I mean, even that we've covered, I think it was one from the Psychics episode where people, like, combed these areas and then the body and was actually found it. 30 feet to the left of yeah. where they looked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. years later, years later, they find their remains. And it's like, how the fuck was that missed? But you, you don't know until you're in that environment how hard it is. Yeah. Totally. To take all of that in, and then you're under all this stress and pressure to find this evidence, and it's like all these things mm-hmm. contribute to failure, which yep. sucks. And if you have such a huge area to cover, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody could fault a person for missing anything. No, you're going to miss shit. Really, any, mm-hmm. yeah, distance. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, if you have concerns about, for example, your impending invasion of privacy on oh, every God. level <laughs> my car knowing everything i'm doing is really the worst one for me because i do a lot when i think i'm alone in my car all, all my secrets are in my car all of them. so if you have a sense of paranoia and existential dread hey. which is totally justified the impending 1984 society that we live in mm-hmm. um Consider Talkspace, yep. which is an online therapy company that makes it easy, easy affordable, affordable, convenient, convenient, <laughs> miraculous, <laughs> life-saving, uh, to connect you with a licensed therapist mm-hmm. from your smartphone. Yes, yep. we all use it. I can say personally that I needed it real bad as soon as we mm-hmm. got back from South Africa because that travel, <laughs> you guys... It's I felt brutal. like a, like a like some sort of demon person. I did mm-hmm. not feel like a real human when I got home. So I just needed to like maybe ground myself. Then. Can you imagine if after getting back home from a trip like that, you had to drag yourself to an in-person therapy appointment? No. I wouldn't go. No. I wouldn't Precisely. go. Right. That's what's yeah. so great about Talkspace. That's- and you can text, you can call, you can video chat, you can use exchanging voice memos. There's so many ways that you can communicate with your therapist. They typically have office hours, but my therapist checks in with me every day. Whether or not mm-hmm. I need to speak with her, she's just like, hey, it's Tuesday. Hope everything's cool. What up? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It just It's like having a conversation with someone who knows exactly what to say to you in the comfort of your pantsless situation. It's like texting. It way... Yeah, it's like texting your friend just because it's convenient, and if you get a good therapist, you feel very comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. But actually, they're a licensed, trained professional who won't give you horrible advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing, yeah. and it is just so much more convenient than traditional in-person therapy, and still legal. Yep. So 
for $45 off your first month, go to talkspace.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. Again, $45 off your first month. It's an amazing deal. Such an amazing deal. And there's no excuse not to treat your brain. Always. Mm -hmm. Always Always. a good time to treat your brain. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, and now a word from our other sponsor. Zola, the wedding company that will do anything for love, is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest Mm -hmm. moment in couples' lives even happier. From engagement to wedding and decorating your first home, Zola is there combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology all in the service of love. Uh... As many of you know, uh, I recently got married. Oh, my God. Um, We're so excited. Oh, my God. We don't have to pretend Um, to care about that anymore. Your wedding's over. Oh, my God. It's done. It's done. It's done now. It was a beautiful Um, wedding, though, for the record. It was beautiful. Thanks to Zola. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. No, seriously, but, like, I was stress-free in large part thanks to Zola because... Zola lets you conveniently manage everything online and in one place, which saves so much time. Um, So we had the free wedding website through Zola. It took no time at all to create. You can customize it. You can add special pages. We added a page of, like, this is how you use Uber in South Africa, and Mm -hmm. these are some things to do in Cape Town and whatever. Um, So it was fully customizable. And you can choose from over 100 beautiful wedding website designs. We chose one that had like a beautiful uh, bird of paradise Mm. flower design, which is very South African. Apropos. Um, It definitely fit our style and our type of wedding. And with Zola, all of these wedding website designs and wedding website, everything is free. Free Free 99. 99. Can't believe it. People. Um, So it was amazing. We also did our wedding registry through Zola, which allowed us to have different, like, funds set up. So we have a honeymoon fund set up on our registry. Um, Side note, a bunch of members of the Wine Coven donated to our wedding registry. I love that. That's so cute. it's so I need cute. to get so married I'll be recording again. A thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be recording a thank you for those uh, those folks soon. Uh, this is the first episode that we've recorded since our wedding, so I haven't had time to do it yet. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing. I love Zola. My favorite part of your wedding website was the FAQ section. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. these can help address those awkward questions like, can I bring my kids? The answer is no. Or no, do I never. have a plus no. one? Probably not. No, it's in Africa. No. What are you thinking? <laughs> but you can customize it to be exactly what you needed it to be. So for Kenyon's wedding there, like she said, things to do in Cape Town, how to get here, whether there's Uber. Booking like, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just very helpful stuff. And if you register mm-hmm. at Zola, your Zola registry automatically integrates into your Zola wedding website. So yeah, no like coding widgets crap yeah. necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then guests can get all the details they need and buy you a wedding gift in one convenient and beautiful place. Yep. Uh, Zola makes registering for newlywed life so easy. There are over 500 top brands from KitchenAid and Cuisinart to Sonos and Airbnbs. There's like a million yes. things that you can get that are unconventional Everything gifts. Everything you want. I yeah, love my Sonos. Awesome. 
And if there are things mm -hmm. left over that were not purchased off of your registry after your wedding date, you can get 20% off those remaining gifts after your wedding. So That's my favorite if, yeah. part. Yeah. So if Kenan and Zach want to finally go spring for that KitchenAid, they get it for 20% off, which is amazing. So mm -hmm. cool. I don't cook, so I didn't get a KitchenAid, but I did do that for sheets. Nice. What up? KitchenAid makes sheets? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So to create your free wedding website on Zola, go to Zola.com forward slash gals. That's Z-O-L-A dot com forward slash G-A-L-S. And it's beautiful. It's super convenient. It's very easy. And it's free. So again, Zola.com forward slash gals. Treat your wedding planning. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so my case, game-changing technology. I went with a very recent, brand new technology. Ooh. Um, ooh. <laughs> um, it is called Star Mix, S-T-R Mix. That sounds like a delicious Hate snack. It. Hate it. Doesn't it? Star oh, I Mix. Think it I love it. <laughs> Stir it up. Now with yeah. cashews. Um, oh. The most overrated of nuts. Um, <laughs> so, Star Mix is a brand new forensic technology out of New Zealand. It's an Woo! online therapy company that makes it easy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to catch criminals um, so in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have to thank the Kiwis for this. What up? Um, it was developed in 2017 by New Zealand Crown Research Institute ESR yeah. uh, with help from the Forensic Science of South Australia something. FAFSA. FSSA something. FAFSA. Um, FAFSA. It will help you figure out what you owe for college. Oh, God. Um, Don't remind me. All the money. Every cent you earned from for the rest of your life. Um <laughs> So basically, StarMix is a computer software that enables scientists to distinguish and identify more complicated, mixed-up DNA samples. So if you have uh, a, a crime scene or a murder weapon that has multiple people's DNA on it in one sample, wow. then StarMix can help figure that out. Cool. Huh. Um, yeah. So it takes the mixed DNA sample and it generates thousands, maybe millions. I don't know. I didn't fact check this. There's no way to know. Um, <laughs> Very little difference. Who cares? Same thing. Oh. Generates generates a lot. Our research is of, so good, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, quote, conceptual profiles based on statistically likely biological patterns. Um, and then it pieces out each strand and determines the most appropriate match for each profile in that mixed sample. Totally, totally makes sense. Totally get it. So, so well, kind of like, oh, okay. This is how I understand it. Imagine you are blindfolded in a room, and there is one other person in the room with you, and they're singing. Oh, God. Okay? So like every time I hang easy. out with Kenyon... Yeah, <laughs> blindfolded in a room and I'm singing. Hey, they're yes. singing Tony Braxton. <laughs> Unbreak your heart. Um, so it's pretty easy to identify the pitch and sound of their voice, which is flat, 
and tone deaf. Mm -hmm. um, <sighs> because oh. there's only one person in that room right. singing, right? But then imagine you're blindfolded in the room and there are two people singing slightly different songs simultaneously. Yeah, clouds it up. In the same room. Every time clouds I hang out with Kenyon and Amanda. And Amanda. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> just sounds like we're singing two live, different songs because Kenyon's so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. So then imagine you're in a room with three people singing all at once oh and all different notes and pitches and then four people singing in like a cacophony and it gets harder and harder to distinguish, right? Yeah. So star mix can reliably match the DNA samples. It can like piece that out. It can separate them, the voices basically. Yeah, it can separate them. Uh Reliably up to four mixed profiles, but technically there's no cap because it kind of depends on like All demographic the information. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. Like, if you have like someone who is like 100% ethnically Asian mm. and one per one's and another person that's 100% ethnically like Caucasian and then ethnically African and whatever in a room, then you can have lots of different people contributing to one mixed sample, mm -hmm. and it's very easy to piece out. So it kind of depends on other factors as well, but reliably up to four different contributing uh, DNA profiles. That's awesome. Really cool. Um, so StarMix is a breakthrough revolutionary technology, and it enables investigators to identify these DNA profiles from samples that were previously thought to be too complex to interpret. So, like, literally up until 2017, people could, like, investigators could have this DNA at this crime scene but be unable to glean anything from it because it was too yeah. muddled, too mixed up. Intertwined with someone else's or multiple other people's. It was contaminated. Right. It's con Yeah, it's contaminated by other people's DNA, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, so StarMix can literally solve previously unsolvable cases. That's crazy cool. Yeah. Um, it also enables scientists to compare complicated samples to known profiles in DNA databases, which, I mean, that's kind of obvious, um, or to compare it to particular persons of interest and then calculate a likelihood ratio for that match. So it can, like, pull out these different strands and then take that one strand and compare it to suspect A and be like, oh, there's a 93% likelihood that this is a match. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and scientists are able to do this interpretation in minutes. Uh, that's crazy. That's, yeah. like, the most important it's, part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the more complicated the sample, the more time it takes, obviously, but, like, even a really complicated sample that they could reliably interpret would only take, like, an hour. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, star mix technology is very new, but it has already helped crack several relatively high-profile cases, including the one I'm about to talk about. Yes. Oh, my God, um, what a coincidence. What? <laughs> 
my god. Um, I also just want Buffalo to shout out Jill. the Palm. <laughs> I want to shout out the Palm Beach Post because I got basically 100% of my research from the Palm Beach Post. Nice. Um, okay, so. <clears throat> Just after 11 p.m. on February 5th, 2017, Super Bowl Sunday. Is this in the U.S. The, or in New Zealand? This is in the U.S. Okay. The technology came out of New Zealand, but it has gone worldwide. Oh, I, I was, was confused about that, too. I was that okay. New Zealand now has also a, had Super a Super Bowl. No. But it's no. like Kiwi bird racing. No. Even though those are it's extinct. multiplying. It's a haka off. <laughs> <laughs> kiwi, kiwi birds are not extinct but Shh. dodos are extinct whatever okay they're all the same all right so <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna set the scene the atlanta falcons the atlanta dodo birds face down the new england parrots oh, i mean patriots <laughs> oh god <laughs> The, the three of us parents. just so thoroughly don't care or understand <laughs> football at all. So it's like this is this is bad. Anything the goes. New England. Why parents. is why is like a jaguar okay as a, as a mascot but not a parrot? Like there's no rhyme or reason. Um, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> it's in an overpriced, taxpayer-funded stadium. The money for which could have gone towards education or health care or some other public service. Oh. Oh. Here we go. Sex trafficking was skyrocketing that weekend. <laughs> um, in a small backyard in Jupiter, Florida, Florida, just north of West Palm Beach, where Zach's grandmother lives, Ugh. a group of friends and drug dealers were sitting around a backyard bonfire drinking Coronas. Just like Fast and Furious. You guys, it all circles back. This is blowing my mind. (laughs) All of a sudden, Dominic Toretto comes out of the darkness. (laughs) And he's like, this is my family. Is Vin Diesel in any of these Yeah, he's in all of them. Okay. Except Tokyo Drift. Because Tokyo Drift sucks. Vin Diesel, my uh-huh. hero. Um, no, all of a sudden, three to four masked individuals using semi-automatic weapons and one handgun roll up to the party and open fire. Holy shit, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's all those Coronas. <laughs> one of them shouts, pay what you owe, expletive. I um, hope he said expletive. And- <laughs> Uh, literally every single article that I read just said expletive. So fill in the blank as you will. I'm gonna go with shit bird. Mm. I'm gonna go with uh, fart knocker. Dick lick. Okay. Dick lick. Dick lick. Okay. <laughs> Pay you, what you, you owe. Dick lick. <laughs> Have I told you how much I love calling people pubes? You spoon. <laughs> Stop being such a pube. <laughs> I think one of the more traumatic moments of my childhood was uh, she's all my that pubes. when oh, the pube someone pizza. had oh, yeah oh, oh. yeah it's bad yeah it's bad the pube part was okay. also the precise moment when I left the theater for American Pie two 
Um, Wasn't there like pubes yeah. through like a ceiling fan or something? Like a ring so. I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. All right. Bringing it down. Bringing it sad. Uh, so people open up fire to these people that are just sitting around drinking beers around a bonfire. And three people die. Um, 20-year-old Kelly Doherty, 26-year-old Sean Henry, and 24-year-old Brandy L. Solly. Oh, my God. Were these the people drinking yeah. Coronas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were just minding yeah, their own. Just, well, yeah. I don't know about these three individuals, but we will get into it. But, yes, at the moment, they were just minding their own business, drinking some beers on Super Bowl Sunday around a bonfire. Um... The home's renter and the host of the Super Bowl party was 28-year-old Charles Vorpagel. Love it. Um, he looks like he's about 12 years old. Oh, my God. What? Um, so go see photos. They're on the drive. These will be on the blog. Is it the actual Basically, four-year-old girl-looking oh, photo? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's a man, okay. but he looks like he's 12 years old. Let's see. I like... He looks like he all look, of my sister's like boyfriends. Ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's got ears. I'm so descriptive. Yeah. Um, no, he, look, he looks okay. extremely young. Yeah, he looks very young. He's 28. Um, he does have he weird ears, though. Yeah. He looks like Torben Mersch. He does have um, ears. He totally looks like Torben Mersch. Okay, so he makes it out alive. He's the home renter, mm-hmm. whatever, but he doesn't get shot. Um, authorities later find six guns in the home, including an assault rifle and a loaded semi-automatic pistol, along with 16 different types of ammunition and three air rifles. Wow. Um, That's a so lot. Loaded, loaded up. Mm-hmm. Um, Vorpagel apparently purchased firearms at gun shows and in private exchanges uh, that did not require background checks. Yep. Which, if those checks had been required, uh, they would have revealed that he had a 2010 conviction for illegally carrying a concealed weapon for which he was sentenced to nine months probation. Huh. Could have been useful information. Right, but they didn't require a background check, so they didn't do a background check, so they didn't know that he already had a fucking conviction for illegal gun nonsense. And uh, then Vorpagel, after buying these guns at gun shows, then resold them to fellow drug dealers and the like. So he's the perfect person to be obtaining firearms Mm -hmm. in mass quantities and ammunition. Yeah, and he's white, so I feel like... To other people who shouldn't fucking have drugs. I mean, well, drugs or guns, sorry. Yeah, but he, like, had access to some of these gun shows because he's, like, a white man. And people didn't ask questions. And then he handed them out, like, fucking Tic Tacs, basically, for money. I hate Tic Tacs. (laughs) (laughs) They're such bullshit. Okay. That's Lucy's so, takeaway. <laughs> um, 
FBI agents also found more than 900 Xanax pills, um, 16.9 grams of cocaine, and over three pounds of marijuana, which was already prepped for resale. So I get that that's a lot of Xanax and that's a lot of weed. I have no concept of what a gram of cocaine is, though. We had this conversation. It's a lot. We thought it was not a lot, but it is actually a lot. So Did like, we look this up during like drug deals gone bad? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. It just... He was definitely selling. Yeah, That's all we need okay. to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, in 2017, so after all this shit went down, his three friends are, are killed in his backyard. He comes out of it fine. But in 2017, he then pleads guilty to guns and drugs charges. And then earlier this year in 2018, he was sentenced to eight years and one month in prison for those charges. Mm-hmm. Um, in a letter addressed to the court, Vorpagel uh, blames himself for the deaths of his friends due to his decision to sell drugs. Sounds wow. accurate. Which, which, like, I mean, yeah, you are yeah. guilty. Um Okay, just minutes after the shooting, police are in pursuit of a dark four-door sedan speeding away from the crime scene. It gets less than a mile away. Uh, Suddenly, police deputies see someone, likely an accomplice, throw the prime suspect, 24-year-old Christopher Vasada, Mm -hmm. from the moving vehicle. Damn. Basada collapsed on the pavement and was immediately apprehended by police. Cops showed up he quick. Had, mm-hmm. They only made well, it a mile away. They were chasing him, though. Yeah. They were cha- like a lot of 911 calls came in simultaneously being like, there was a shit ton of gunfire at this address. And I feel like cops were maybe already nearby. And then there was a car speeding and some dude gets shoved out of the car onto the pavement. And they're like, some of it really is some of it really is dumb luck, because something that I've learned from my friend who is a police officer is that there are like jurisdictions, but there aren't necessarily required spots where police need to be at all times. They just patrol where they know that there's action a lot of the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. sometimes you'll just get lucky in a 911 call. I mean, lucky in the sense that if there is an actual emergency where a police presence is actually beneficial, you're lucky. If there are a multitude of police that are just in the area because maybe there are often noise complaints or ruckus parties, or maybe they knew that this house has some sort of like, you know, tendency Drug. for drugs. Like there are all kinds of things mm-hmm. that could contribute to police having been in the area when this crime happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was only one one sheriff's deputy who saw this happen, and the other cop cars were farther away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might have just been blind luck. But um, Vasada gets shoved out of this moving car. Um, he had suffered two bullet wounds in his, quote, buttocks. Oh, they shot him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Square in the ass. Oh, shit, I've been shot in the ass. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna need to check inside your asshole. <laughs> um, while in police custody at the hospital, Vasada allegedly confessed to the triple homicide. Can we saying, call him Carne well, Vasada because all I want are <laughs> Carne Vasada so tacos? And every time you say Vasada, oh, I think Carne Vasada. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yes. It sounds really sounds really good, but no, we can't. Um, so he said, quote, Kill Joel. Here I am <laughs> looking at heaven. I just killed three people and I'm looking at heaven. Ooh. But like, calm down, bro. You got shot in the ass. Yeah. You're, like, you're not be looking fine. at heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also said in the hospital, quote, I'm looking at death row, a needle in my arm. I'm looking at at least three life sentences. I'm laying here and I haven't even started my punishment. So dramatic. My God. This bitch is so yeah. fucking extra and yeah. I love it. <laughs> Carne <laughs> asada, said, chill out. Yep. You're lying here. You're not laying here. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> zing. <laughs> Such bitches. <laughs> All right. Vasada later claimed in court that he'd been, quote, framed and that, quote, whoever threw him out of the car also planted a clip on him. Oh, sure. Like a hair clip? Oh. No. <laughs> like a gun. Okay. Oh, my God. A hair clip. The, the, the piece of evidence that this whole case Rested hinges on. on. Yeah. The hair clip. <laughs> owl theory. Fucking butterfly clip. Um, <laughs> it remains unclear who shot Vasada and why, but Vorpagel, so remember the guy whose house it was yep. who didn't die? Yeah. Um, he claims, quote, I was able to escape because one of the gunmen stumbled and shot another in the hip. Actually, the AS. Um, and the third gunman's altered Glock jammed. Okay. Okay, so that's what he witnessed at the time, but also, like, his friends were being mowed down and he was being shot at, so, like, take that with a grain of salt. Josie, be um, quiet. Shh, Josie, can you stop? <coughs> oh dear god Did she get shot in the ass Okay The next morning Jupiter Police find one of the victims Honda Accord Which was stolen from the crime scene I so thought you were saying one of the victims names Was Honda Accord and I got confused One of the victims Honda Accord Honda Accord That's <laughs> <laughs> what it sounded um, like Honda according yeah. to police <laughs> they find this vehicle abandoned off of Interstate 95. Guns, ammunition, spent bullet casings matching those found at the scene, mm -hmm. and also keys to Vasada's vehicle, a BMW, are all found inside this getaway vehicle. Mm, looking suspicious. Mm -hmm. Why didn't like spread that shit around, man? Nah, ain't nobody got time for that. Can't just dump. Oh, Jesus. Um, next to the car, an AK-47, bloody work gloves, a revolver, and a hooded sweatshirt were all also found. Okay. Mm. So they basically were like, here's all the evidence. Yeah. Was it like yeah. gift wrapped? <laughs> basically. <laughs> a nice little like, bowl. <laughs> fucking come on. Um Okay, but remember, Christopher Vasada did not act alone. Witnesses claim at least three to four men rocked up to the party and began opening fire. So, he's got accomplices, but where are they? Um, police have forensic evidence at the scene indicating that at least one other suspect was involved. Police also claim that a jailhouse informant 
told them that Vasada had admitted that, quote, the plan was only to rob the people that night, but my partner got trigger happy, and so we had to shoot everyone. Oh, my God. Apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And, or rather, but at least publicly, Vasada who is facing three counts of first-degree murder and one of attempted murder, refuses to snitch on his accomplices, even though one of them threw him out of a fucking moving car. And well. shot him in the ass. In the ass. <laughs> in the ass. Twice. Twice. Friendship is powerful, guys. Friendship is powerful. <laughs> I would turn so, so hard on either of you if you shot me we in know. the ass. Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> I would shoot Amanda in the ass before I would shoot you in Fair the Fair enough, because yes. I probably would not turn, because uh, yeah. my ass would hurt too much to move around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laying here. I'm lying here. I'm lying. Okay, so police find the DNA of at least seven people in the chaotic crime scene and also the abandoned vehicle. So... Definitely that of the three murder victims, as well as Vorpagel, plus Vasada, the assailant who was shot, and at least two additional mystery persons' DNA. Mm. Which also makes sense, Here right? We three go. to four assailants. Here we go. Star mix. Star mix, what up? Now with cash. So identifying <laughs> <laughs> almonds, almonds or dead. Yum. Um, Identifying an individual's DNA from such a complicated mix would have previously been impossible, but no longer. Star mix. Star to mix. To the rescue. We're so good at forensics. <laughs> Star mix. As free as the wind. Star mix. Now with cashews. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're solving your crimes. Ooh. Sodium now available. <laughs> <laughs> um, on November 28th, 2017, 25 year old Marcus Stewart was arrested in connection with the Jupiter murders. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Stewart was an early suspect in this case after two of his cell phones, already sketchy to have two. Like, obviously, you're a drug dealer. Right. Yeah. That's, like, kind of You're either a drug police. dealer or a podcaster if you have two cell phones. There's no <laughs> in-between. Or a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> Super fishy either way. Yep. Can't be trusted. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, so two of his cell phones were found in Vasada's BMW. So they already were like, okay, well... You're clearly involved. Yeah. Um, but it was Star Mix technology, which the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office only began using last August, that conclusively tied him to the murders. Wow. So basically, when this case <laughs> happened, mm-hmm. the technology was not yet ready to solve it. Ooh. Oh. Like, it, it's amazing how recent the technology came, like, up to speed and was, like, spread around the world Mm -hmm. for the Palm Beach fucking County Sheriff's Office to be using it in time to solve this case. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Um, 
Marcus Stewart, who sometimes goes by the nickname, quote, Beast Mode. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's what they called me in grad school. <laughs> Beast Mode. Hey. Yeah, that was oh my definitely God. my grad school. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. Just wait till I get my PhD. Um, <laughs> so he had a checkered past. He was involved in another shooting in 2009 where a 17-year-old was shot multiple times in the face oh, and died. And Stewart was just 16 at the time himself. And he was held for several years while the case like wound its way through the courts. But eventually he was let off. Um. But he was, like, definitely there and definitely involved in this other shooting in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, because of Star Mix technology, he was conclusively linked to these three murders. And so now prosecutors are seeking the death penalty in cases against both Marcus Stewart and Christopher Vizzotta. That's crazy. Both Martha Stewart and Christopher. <laughs> Carne asada. Carne asada. <laughs> I bet Martha Stewart has an amazing carne asada taco recipe that we could look up. That she could make in prison Mm because she's been there with Snoop Dogg, I assume. So hungry. I'm so hungry. But Um, yeah. Ugh. She, this is crazy. Christopher Visada, this is the last crazy bit. His defense is not like he wasn't there or he didn't do it or. He was framed or, oh, no, no. This is his, his defense is just. He wanted out of course. Should... Oh, God, oh, don't even don't start. Fucking don't get me started. Oh, my God. No, his defense is just that there should not be the death penalty in Florida, which, like, I'm against the death penalty. Fine. But that cannot be your only defense in court. Defense. That's just a whine. Yeah. Like, that has nothing to yeah. do with your case. Yep. Who's his lawyer? Right. So that is my case. That is Star Mix Technology and the Jupiter, Florida triple homicide. Star Mix. Now with cashews. (laughs) Three dead. Oh, my God. Sodium free. (laughs) Energy the whole day. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay, I'll stop. Speaking of things to sing about, how about a word from our other sponsor? Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. It's amazing. Uh, Care of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices, too much wine. And it only takes five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. It's actually a really fun quiz. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, any quiz where you talk about yourself is fun, but this is, like, really fun. Um, Your vitamins also get delivered right to your door in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs, perfect for busy on-the-go lifestyle. You don't need one of those, like you know sunday through saturday cases it's just like oh this is my daily pack Mm -hmm. this is what i take done and the packs have little like inspirational quotes or like suggestions yeah love them yeah 
I love that a portion of every sale goes towards the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Extremely important so for good. healthy pregnancies and childbirth. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's so mm-hmm. cool. And they've got vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs. Oh, dietary needs. And of mm-hmm. all of the products that we talk about on our show from time to time, Care Of is the one that several of my personal friends have asked me about, like, you know, mm-hmm. in a social, like, actual per- face-to-face conversation. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so do you actually use those vitamins, and do you like them, and, like, what do yeah. you think about They're them, awesome. and what's your promo code again? It's gals. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, like, a lot of people have asked me specifically about them, and I always tell them, yes, I love them. They're super easy to remember. I love the little packaging. I love how pretty their website is. And I don't particularly like taking pills every day Mm -hmm. but I genuinely feel a difference in my energy and how my stomach Mm -hmm. feels Mm -hmm. um, which was a big Mm -hmm. thing for me when I was taking that quiz I just wanted to like feel a little more balanced a little more I don't know just a little better in the gut region yeah and it yeah and it does it's very convenient I I truly like this service a lot yeah, we oh, love it. Oh yeah, and you can Big get fan. and you can get twenty five percent off your first month of personalized care of vitamins by visiting takecareof.com and entering promo code gals. Again, for twenty five percent off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com, t a k e c a r e o f dot com, and enter promo code gals. Treat yes. your good. Treat your good. Treat. And now a word from another sponsor. Nutrafol is a new, (laughs) safe, and effective strategy to take control of your hair health. Made with 100% drug-free, nutraceutical ingredients clinically shown to improve thinning hair. It's also recommended by over 850 top physicians and some of the top salons in the country. (laughs) Um, Nutrafol's uh, formula for women and people who identify as women is specifically developed with women's lifestyles and life cycles in mind. Um, so unlike people who identify as men, uh, whose primary health hair concern is genetics, like am I going to go bald? Mm-hmm. Will I have male pattern baldness? Mm-hmm. Uh, for women, stress plays a huge role in hair thinning, mm-hmm. which is no surprise. Um So, the daily demands of work-life balance, juggling work, career, kids, family, everything, um, and doing all of that well, which is a struggle, can create elevated stress hormones in our bodies, and um, they're not our hair follicles' best friends. Mm -mm. So, the same with life cycles. Our bodies change, my body, myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So... You can go from preventative to postpartum to postmenopausal life cycles, and each cycle, women will have unique needs when it comes to hair health. Mm -hmm. And whatever your hair means to you, it is worth fighting for. It's been decades since anyone's made meaningful advancements in the hair health industry, but 
apropos of this episode, a new world of science and research yes. has just changed the way that we approach our hair and its relationship to our overall health. I mean, honestly, like take your pet to the vet and the first thing they look at is the coat. Is it shiny? Is it thick? Is it, you mm -hmm. know, that's like an indicator yeah. of your health. So Nutrafol scientists and researchers worked for years to come up with a formula that multi-targets the various causes, which improves hair health from within, which is really the root issue of your hair health. So to speak. See what I did So this is not a magic pill. It's just a great strategy to grow hair from within by nourishing the environment that makes hair happy. So it's like a plant or a pet. Mm -hmm. um, you mm -hmm. can feed and water it, but if the soil ain't healthy, then it can't thrive. So nope. mm -hmm. uh, it's just a baseline preventative measure, and mm -hmm. Nutrafol is 100% drug-free. It is a nutraceutical, so it's made of clinically tested medical-grade botanical ingredients, so no bad side effects and no compromise to overall wellness. And in fact, many users report better sleep, digestion, feelings of calm, and skin health in addition to improvements in their hair, which is so cool. Ooh, nice little side benefit. Yeah. yeah. So Nutrafol is manufactured in the U.S. in an FDA-certified facility. It contains no GMO, soy, eggs, dairy, gluten, peanuts, shellfish, tree nuts, wheat, yeast, artificial flavors, or colors. You pretty much can't be wow. allergic to it. It's the good <laughs> stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Nutrafol is available in two distinct formulas, one for men and one for women, to suit your specific metabolic needs. So you can go to Nutrafol.com to learn more. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. They've got a lot of helpful information on there. Yeah. I have a cupboard full of jars of Nutrafol. It's crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. As you all know, I color my hair very frequently. Yeah. So adding this sort of like supplemental encouragement for my hair health has been huge. I bleach my hair monthly. I color it weekly. I mean, it's no joke. And people are always commenting, you know, my hair is so shiny. It's maintained a lot of its thickness. Mm -hmm. um, it just still looks really healthy and vibrant despite everything that I put it through. And I honestly do feel that Nutrafol has a lot to do with that. Um, it's changed the way that my hair feels and the way that it looks. It does have a shinier, like stronger, bouncier texture now that I'm taking um, the Nutrafol. So I'm going to stick with it. And as long as, especially as long as I'm coloring my hair, I'm going to keep taking it because I feel like it's just giving my hair a little bit of that health boost that it needs. Mm -hmm. So to get your first month's supply with subscription for just $10, visit Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, during checkout. Again, you get your first month's supply with a subscription for just $10 at Nutrafol.com using promo code GALS at checkout. Treat yo Hairs. follicles. Treat yo follicles. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> I'm stretching. Okay. Are you ready? I yep. think so. Maybe. I mean, you say you are, but you're not. And I have mm -hmm. only given a content warning maybe once or twice before, but I'm giving one now. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Shit. Yeah. Okay. This case contains sexual violence against a child. Okay. okay. Yep. I'm going to refresh my beverage. Top off, everyone. Yeah. Top off. I've already, I've already had 
quite a bit. Uh-huh. Okay. Is this going to send more. us into like a blackout rage? Um, I mean, is there justice? Yes. Yes, there is. Okay. There is justice. Okay. As much as there can be in this situation right. anyway. Right. Um, okay, so April 1st, 1988 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Eight-year-old April Tinsley came home from school and asked her mother if she could go over to a friend's house. Her mom says yes, and her daughter, a sweet little lovable child who had several neighborhood neighborhood friends, took a piece of Easter candy in hand and headed out the door. (laughs) Already broken, I know. (laughs) Yeah. April was abducted that Friday afternoon as she walked to a second friend's house to retrieve her umbrella through a South Central Fort Wayne neighborhood. Her disappearance prompted an immediate massive search, and several authorities and neighborhood residents all got together to look for her. Um, a local witness even reported seeing a Caucasian male in his 30s pull April into a blue pickup, but this description led to no findings. Why didn't that person call the police at the time? I, I don't know. I don't know. If you it, see a child being yanked into a car, mm-hmm. fucking call the police. Yep. Worst case, they get pulled Ugh. over, and it's a parent being like, yeah, my kid was being a little shit, so I yanked her into the car, right. and no harm right. done. But, right, you know, on the not-always-so-rare occasion that someone is trying to do something malicious, maybe, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's, it's annoying. Um, yeah. April's body was recovered three days later at the bottom of a ditch along rural DeKalb County Road. A dildo was found at the location. Ick, Jesus And Christ. although April was fully clothed, the autopsy revealed that she had been raped and suffocated. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. So fucked up. April had been dead for Ugh. 24 to 48 hours. Police launched a search but could not find a suspect, despite having her killer's DNA, a witness description. Um, yeah, I guess those are two huge things. But e- even with those things, the case went cold and no arrests were made. Ugh. Shit, man. Later developments okay. occurred in May of 1990, so two years after April was killed, when a teenage boy saw an adult male scrawl a message which had been written in pencil or crayon on the side of a barn near the intersection of St. Joe Center and Schwartz Roads. And the message said, it was terribly spelled, um, I kill April Marie Tinsley. I will kill again. Ha ha. Written on the, the side of the a barn. The teenage boy saw the person yes. write it? Or just yes. saw it written? Saw the person writing it. Shit. Yes. Oh, my God. Still nothing comes up from this. With the with a witness, with now a handwriting sample, there's still, you know, these are pieces of the puzzle, but we've still never made an arrest. We've still not made an arrest. 14 mm-hmm. years pass. It's 2004 now. Oh, my now. God. Shit. Four handwritten notes are left on children's bicycles and in one mailbox threatening future abductions and murders. No. The notes contain grammatical errors and misspellings similar to what was written on the barn. Investigators and handwriting analysis determined that the note on the barn was written by the same person as the notes going in the baggie and the self-proclaimed saying he's the killer. Did the the notes on the bikes in the mailbox, was that in the same area as where April was from? Yes. Yep. It's all happening kind of near uh, Fort Wayne, like in that surrounding area. Okay. Okay. So the probably mess- the killer lives there. Yes. Okay. Yep. Like they have all of this shit and just can't 
pin it on a, a, any specific person. And individual, yeah. Yep. Those are the most heartbreaking cases when you feel like they have all the information that they need and they just fucking don't. Mm-hmm. Well, it still doesn't come together, yeah. yeah. Right. Of the four messages found at residences near Fort Wayne, again, three were left attached to bicycles that belonged to young girls and one was left in a mailbox of a family that had a young daughter. Each letter was placed in a plastic baggie and was written on yellow-lined paper. Some baggies included nude Polaroid photos of the suspect's lower half of his body, while one or more contained a used condom. Ew. A used condom? Yep. What year is this again? Now it's 2004. Okay, so he's just a moron. Yeah, he's gross. The semen sample was tested for DNA and matched the profile obtained from April's body. And, um, but, and we're going to find this out. We're going to cover this again later, but so they have his DNA and they know it's the same guy who raped and murdered April, but he's not in any kind of database that they're running this DNA through. So it, you can have all the DNA in the world. And if it's not Matt, it's not pinging anybody. What fucking use is it? You know? Yeah. Right. Um, right. One note placed in the basket of a little girl's bicycle read, quote, Hi, honey, I've been watching you. I am the same person that kidnapped and rape and kill April Tinsley. You are my next victim, meaning victim. If you don't report this to police and I don't see this in the paper, I will blow up your house. So he wanted it in the paper. He wants to see, like, the satisfaction of everyone looking for him and no one being able to find him. Yeah. He wants the oh fear. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Then the killer goes silent. In 2009, so now we it's another five years, the FBI joined the search, and they're calling it highly solvable, and yet no major breaks in the case develop. Oh, so frustrating. Until May 2018. Two weeks Shit. after police in California used genetic DNA testing analysis <gasps> to arrest... The Golden State Killer. <laughs> yes! Fort Wayne Police Detective Brian Martin arranged for DNA testing in April Tinsley's case. Paraben Nanolabs, a DNA company based in Virginia, was con- contracted for the tests. After Miller was identified, so somewhat this guy, his, uh, we'll get his full name, but he was identified mm-hmm. as a suspect. Police said they began surveillance on him. They discovered he was the lone occupant of a trailer on Main Street in Grabill, which is like near Fort Wayne in Indiana. Okay, I know that this is going to be controversial, and I don't mean to be classist, but like, check the trailers. Always. Well, I mean, any time there's like a single person living in a house or some sort of vessel that mm-hmm. like is mm-hmm. flying under the radar, that's the first door I'm knocking on. You kidding me? Mm-hmm. Okay, question mm-hmm. though. The DNA testing, we you've said before that they had nothing to, to check it against. Yeah, How come they all of a sudden do? Because, because it's the his relatives were in this DNA database. Yeah, it's it's not the it's not before the only real DNA databases we had were like the medical and uh like criminal. police criminal ones. Now with the it, like huge wave of popularity in you know, what is it called? Oh, uh, 23 and the Me. The genealogy 23 testing. and Me, yeah, and uh, that freaking family tree shit. 
Ancestry. Yeah, Ancestry.com. This okay. is how they're finding that kind of stuff. Shit, we're, we're getting I did there. one you're of just those. Getting ahead of me. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they're really interesting. As long as you're not running from the cops, they're super yeah. interesting. But like. Because you've done one, you're like cousins, even like your second yes, cousins. Yes, we are going to get there. Okay. Stop talking. So on July 6th, <laughs> police covertly search his trash in an effort to find any loose items with his DNA on it. And lo and behold, this guy is like the fucking condom king. They find more used condoms and steal them from Shit. your trash. So, Who uses the condom to jerk off, though? I guess a lot of people do. God. So weird. So weird. Also, the police can just rifle through your trash and pull things out, which is kind of cool and crazy mm-hmm. and terrifying. Kind of um, not cool. <laughs> so, no, it's not cool at all. It's but I guess in this case, it's empty fine. Parmesan bottles. There's a lot of DNA on that Parmesan. I know you. <laughs> so <laughs> we the know DNA was sent to the Indiana State Police Laboratory. And on July 9th, the lab confirmed that the DNA profile extracted from the condoms that they pulled matched all the dna that they had on file so Mm -hmm. they know that this is the person they have his dna now they just have to like really flesh out this profile so this match is established authorities approach this guy at his residence and they ask why he thought police wanted to talk to him and his immediate response was april tinsley he knew exactly why they had finally come after 30 oh, years. Oh, no. Yep. 30 years. Oh, oh, I just got goosebumps. What a twisted That's... fucker. I hate so the, this. Yeah. Detectives tell him he's correct. They said they have a match of his DNA profile to the DNA evidence left on uh, April Tinsley's body. And according uh to court documents, he was taken to the Fort Wayne Police Department to be interviewed about the case. Police said that when the detectives asked him to explain what happened, he replied, I can't. He then admitted to killing her, telling the detectives he had abducted her from Hoagland Street in Fort Wayne on April 1st, 1988, and then took her to his trailer. So he'd been living there the whole time. Oh, no. So she had been in his trailer. He took her there. Um, he told the detectives that he raped her and then killed her by choking her to death. Um, He said that it took about 10 minutes for April to die. And uh, he said that he also, this is really bad. You guys, I'm sorry that he also Mm. raped her after killing her. Oh my God. So he was a necrophile and a rapist and a murderer. Is that the dildo situation or was that just supposed to be like a red herring? Uh, I'm sure I mean, from the DNA that was taken off of her, she was vaginally raped both by him and his penis, and likely the toy was probably used on her as well. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Fucked up. Don't ask these questions, because I don't like answering them. Um, (laughs) He said he killed her. And he just admitted, like, the second the police came to his door, which is, again, we just talked about this in another episode. Yeah. The creepiest. Yeah. It's so creepy. Um, He said he killed her after raping her because he didn't want her to report him to the police, and he dumped her in that ditch in Spencerville, Indiana, um, the day after, so the morning of April 2nd. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. He also told the police that he drove by the area where he dumped the body when he did not see it on the news, according to the police report. 
because he saw Tinsley's shoe was in his car and threw it out into the ditch. So he's like throwing more evidence to draw attention to it because he didn't see it in the news. So Isn't he really so does want the fear and attention factor. Yes, 100%. Hence, so, like, the notes. So, so given that fact and also just how fucking intense April's rape and murder and disposal was and then the mm-hmm. subsequent notes and everything, mm-hmm. was this honestly his first fucking murder? Well, that's funny that you should say that because this yeah. is the next part of my story. Okay. Yeah. Little is known about John D. Miller. He's lived by himself at the home at his mobile home in Gra- Grabill. I think that's how you say it, or Grable or whatever, for many years, decades. Um, neighbors told the, told the Journal Gazette that Miller was not well known in the area. He kept to himself. Um, his next door neighbor, David Roberts, told the newspaper that Miller did have a bad temper and that he'd seen him using foul language and kicking and throwing objects, which anyone in my building can also say about me. Yeah, like um, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> another local resident, Emily Almond, said she's now wondering whether she ever crossed paths with him, telling the newspaper, quote, it's almost horrifying he was here. Because, again, like he was just living in this neighborhood so quietly that neighbors, even though he'd lived there for almost 40 years, neighbors didn't even know him. Um, oh, another God. resident, oh, Don God. Muller, told the newspaper the situation is, quote, very concerning. The newspaper reports a passerby said the li- near the little mobile home, it can't be happening in the little town of Graybill, can it? Um, mm, so it's like... It can happen anywhere. Yeah, it can exactly. happen anywhere. John D. Miller does not have a major criminal record. His only run-ins with the police over the many years he lived there were traffic tickets for speeding and a failure to stop at a stop sign. That's it. Well, that's why he was so overconfident that yep. he could leave his DNA fucking everywhere. Right, and, and anything like that, you don't, get, database. you don't get fingerprinted for shit like that. It's just like, oh, so-and-so no. has a ticket. That's your that's your entire yeah. criminal record. You're pretty, yeah. you're fine. It's just crazy right. how overboard he went with April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if that was the only victim, and it sounds like it was. Yeah, as far because... as we know, it was the only victim, because he would have said something. Like, because of how open well, he's being... And how much he yeah, wanted to they, strike fear into the residents of this town. Yeah, like he took so much pride in April mm-hmm. specifically and bragged about April specifically that there has ma- to be yeah. maybe that was his only. I think it was. I strongly believe that it anyway. was. Yeah, that's just nuts. Well, then they came to his door and he didn't. He didn't list a different no, name. No, it's you know just what I mean? this one person. It's crazy. He worked at a uh, fiberglass factory from the seventies to the nineties. Um, the company was then known as Eagle Pitcher Plastics. It's now L3 com- R3 Composites, if anybody's interested in that. Um, he, his coworkers had told news stations that he didn't have many friends. He had poor hygiene. He had a bad temper. Um, he did get fired from the factory after punching and breaking a time clock, which, like, been there. Um, <laughs> I've never punched or broken a time clock, but I've gotten angry enough wanted at work that I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. He's more recently worked at Walmart in Kendallville, and the news station uh, interviewed some other people that he worked with. He worked overnights in electronics, and his coworkers said that he was not well-known by fellow staffers. So, like, this guy did not form relationships with people at all. Yeah, he was really fucking quiet, really kept to himself. Quote, we didn't know anything about him. I sure didn't, is what a coworker told the news station. He added that Miller was hunched over when he walked, had a speech impediment, and had anger issues. Quote, I've heard him beating on equipment because it wasn't working right, and when somebody needed help, he would complain about them needing help. So he's just kind of like a piece of shit. 
crotchety, yeah. like, yeah. Another uh, co-worker at Walmart told the news station, it's just very shocking. I kind of have that sick feeling. There's butterflies in my stomach. I don't know what to think. I would have never known. We're still in shock that this happened and that none of us knew about it. Like, you work alongside these people, you know. Yeah. You never know. You never know who people really are. Shocking. I don't even know you two. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> I work with Lucy and Amanda. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned. So there really isn't a trial to follow here because he confessed. He was put in prison without bond and did just have a hearing on July 19th because all of this like just happened. Um, but mm -hmm. I have not been able to find his official sentencing yet. It's entirely possible that's because he hasn't been officially sentenced yet since the court system is mm -hmm. super slow. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd say just mm -hmm. keep an eye on the news for John D. Miller. Oh, I see yeah, his see photo on the drive. Up. Yeah, you can see on the drive Ooh. some pictures of the notes that he wrote and how just disgusting looking this guy is. It's He's nasty. Uh, and then there's a police so sketch. so cute. I know. She was really a beautiful kid. Oh, his eyes are so, uh, it's, like, asymmetrical. He's hor He looks like a ghoul. He's horrifying. His teeth are horrifying. He's the scariest person yeah. I've ever seen in real life. Like I, I And April is so cute. I can't even imagine. But you can see, I think, and in the drive for me, it's like at the very bottom. There's a police sketch of him, obviously from 30 years ago. It's not Ew. bad. It looks Even like compared him. to his photo his today, crazy crunched together does. eyes and eyebrows. Yeah, it's yeah, it does look like spooky. him in like thin lips, and mm -hmm. the nose is spot on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. I really hope that April was his only victim and that there aren't yeah. others out there, but it just blows my mind that it was so intense for, for one victim like this. I, I don't know. even, it's, it's, it's so scary. The whole, I, the whole thing is yeah. wild. Hated reading about this case, but I was so glad to see that this like 23 and me DNA shit is coming around. It, it first like pinged his brother. I don't know if I covered this. I didn't. Um, mm -hmm. And so they looked into both the brother and John, and then, like, after getting the shit out of John's trash, that matched, mm -hmm. and the brother's DNA did not match. So that's how mm -hmm. they narrowed it down to just John. Did they have a warrant okay. to go through his trash in the first place? I don't know if... Discarded. You need they one. Need yes, they do. If, well, if it's on his property, yes, But he's living in a mobile home, so it's very possible there's... Well, I mean, I don't know. Then how would they know it was his? I so think that if it's they like a needed a warrant. Thing. I mean, I'm I mean, glad they uh, caught him. I'm glad this is how it went down. But also, uh, I'm fairly confident you need a warrant to go through someone's garbage. Well, and also, they were going through the garbage to get the match to the DNA they already had on file. So even if the garbage DNA wasn't admissible in court, like they've already figured out that it's his DNA. I'm and assuming they, they got a warrant. DNA. I'm assuming they got a warrant. Because I'm sure they did if they have all this overwhelming evidence. Yeah. I'm, it depends. I'm sure it's state by state but whether or not they needed they it for garbage. It was all in the up and up because dude is in jail. So good. Jesus. Well, fuck him. Yeah. 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 And time. special thanks. That. Special special thanks this week to our uh, fan pick who chose the topic of game changing new evidence. Georgie. Also, Georgie Barnes. Also, Georgie was extremely patient with us because um, they selected this topic and they also selected a case. And then I was not paying attention and I did that case too early oh. in a different episode. But they were super chill about what it case and did it? not care. 
the Colin pitchfork where like the whole town submits their like oh, blood sample. The whole town right. came that together. Was <laughs> yes, <that's> yeah. Right. <laughs> where we just said it was a semen sample. Anyway, Georgie was very chill about it. So super big shout out to Georgie Barnes. Thank you, Georgie. Also shout out to Wendy Young Smith for your five dollar a month donation. You're so generous. Yo. Yes. You keep us young Smith. Mm, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, thank you also to Christy Tony's. Uh, there You're, should be a joke about our black. We love Friday. you from the top of our hair you, to the tip of our Tonys. Oh, <laughs> you deserve a Tony. You deserve. There we go. <laughs> um, Lauren, up, big ups to you. Yes. Thank you. Got it. Leslie Borrowman, I want to borrow your warm embrace because you're giving us five dollars a month on Patreon. Ooh. So is Rhea Palmer Hill. Mm. You are real nice, Rhea. Rhea? Rhea. Rhea. <laughs> um, Megan Wilgus. Wilgus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you squirm. <laughs> Wilgus. Be a part of my life. Thank you, Megan Wilgus. Oh, no. Um, Amy Brown. Uh, it's Heading going down, down, Amy Brown. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for your donation. We appreciate it. Oh, uh, thank you also to Amanda Scotchia. Scotcheroo. I'm hungry. Scotcha. Focaccia. Focaccia. Yeah. <laughs> also shout out to amber dunch yes we love you a dunch bunch you know. dunch you know. <laughs> jenna gabrielian gabrielian yes i am one of the gabrielians and i am here to take over your planet you're an archangel <laughs> thank you for your donation <laughs> Thank you also to Neva Abbott McClam. I love your name. Mm-hmm. Your name is <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's got my McClam a working. Shirley McClam. <laughs> Shirley McClam. <laughs> um, shout out to Amy Anderson. I got nothing. Yep. But thank you. Love it. Corey Hillman, you've increased your donation from a dollar to five dollars a month. Thank you. This is Corey. You are also the Corey Hillman who works at All Colors, who does our tank tops, our t-shirts, our our tote bags. Corey's the designer who's helped us come up with these amazing graphics. Yep. We love you, Corey. We love working with you. Thank you so much. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Thank you also to Lori Inciti. You are inciting me to give you you. some enthusiastic praise for your $10 Mm. a month donation, and you will be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail at some point. Love it. it. As will Anastasia Lehman. Rebecca Ann Uh, Lehman. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You are a beauty queen pageant winner and also Murderous. a deceased Romanoff. Yeah. The Swanate Anastasia! Oh. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Ann. And I am telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your $10 a month donation. <laughs> I'm not good. 
I was giving you some room. Y'all the best Anne I've ever known. There's no way you can ever, ever, ever go. No, 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 no. No way. All right. Emily Lo Cicero. Cicero. Lo, 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 lo. Lo, 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 Nailed it. There's no, 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 no way. I'm living without Emily. I'm Cicero without you. I'm not living without you. Thank you to Rachel Razzy. She doesn't want to be free. I'm not living without you. Not living without you. Just the whole rest of special things. We're clinging to this. Ashley Chilton. Your last name is the same as the private school that Rory Gilmore went to in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice Nailed day. It. Starring Zach's uncle as Max Medina. He was not starring in that show. Uh, he was a brief ancillary character, and I'm mad at him forever because he didn't differ. come to your wedding, so I no longer care. Yeah, he did send a nice gift. It's fine. <laughs> Not enough. If it wasn't a signed eight by ten, Amanda doesn't care. <laughs> for me. Not even for you. Personalized. Uh, that will be my wedding gift to you. Perfect. Because I'm a cheap motherfucker. You'll be okay. dead by the time I get married. You'll be dead by the time I get married. <laughs> I'll wheel in on my rascal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will dig Kenyon up. <laughs> and just prop her up on a chair. Yep. We are exuding you, you for my you wedding. Better. We'll place you inside the dumpster that is Amanda's wedding site. Yeah, while venue. the raccoons yeah. nibble upon your <laughs> rotting flesh. This is my full and legal permission and consent yeah. for this <laughs> You gotta sign some documents, girl. Yeah, I'll draw up the paperwork. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay, rounding out the $10 a month uh, donation level is Stephanie Glasscock. Stephanie, Thank you are you. stepping Thank up you. to the plate. Love it. Steph, stepping up to the base. Stepping up. <laughs> Step up to the yes. $10 a month Ste donation Ste story. <laughs> <laughs> what was the subtitle to step up to, though? The streets. The oh, streets. Right. <laughs> Come on. My cousin was an extra in it. We know. Okay. Um, <laughs> We've heard this also, somewhere. Go watch The Outpost starring Jake Stormone. He's my cousin. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Angela, shout out. Trash queen. Uh, Angela, you are going to get some random ass trash, either from Lucy's house or my house mm -hmm. or even Amanda's house, mm -hmm. and it's going to be some random ass shit, but it won't be perishable, and it will be mailed to you. Mm -hmm. you know it won't be else? that heavy either. Fine. Super jealous of the next shout out. I can't believe yeah. Amanda got this and not me. We'll quit upstaging it. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Dr. Pizza. <laughs> what? Thank you for your $15 a month donation. They're a medical doctor. It's fine. PhD. <laughs> Who was telling me? MD. Oh. No, it's escaping me now. Someone was telling me they had okay. a gyno with like a crazy, amazing name. Now I can't remember what it is. Oh my god! My gyno was just our friend's mom, so that wasn't awkward at what? all. <laughs> okay, 
Doctor like Pizza Clam and or Nurse Pineapple, because <laughs> yes, they go together. I agree. Fuck you if you don't yeah, agree. I agree. <laughs> Unanimous. Um, Salty sweet. Not fuck you, Jordan D. Stefano. <laughs> Woo! Praise you. You Praise are delicious with your pineapple and your pepperoni. No. Thank you so much no. for your support. Also, thank you to Darcy Gray. You sound like a character mm. in a Jane Austen novel. Dorian and Gray. I appreciate it. Mr. Darcy, Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. <laughs> Fifty Shades Duper. This is my <laughs> punishment for getting Dr. Pizza. Yes, it is. Um, Sarah Chepanowski. I oh. think you nailed it. I think I might I have. I think you nailed it. I think I might have. It's a have. lot of Z's. If it's you guys. an S Z C Z, I'm just going with the C H. S Z C Z. Is how this name begins. Stepanowski. Stepanowski. I appreciate your heritage, and I'm sorry that I fucked that up. Your Eastern European heritage. We value it, we love it. As we do, mm-hmm. Christina Hadley. You, you Hadley at hello. You. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's all we need. I couldn't help uh, it. Shout out to Savannah Spicer. I hope you're not hiding in any bushes because we love you. <laughs> and also your $25 a month support. So please send us an email with your episode topic choice. We'll get you on the calendar, girl. Mm-hmm. Spicy little peanut. Sarah Adams, this ballsy broad, is also donating $25 a month. Oh, and I appreciate yeah. that I'm giving this shout out because one of my best friends is also my ex, and I'm friends with him and his wife. So this seems like not something Dan. I would do. Huh? Not Dan. No, of course not. He's dead to us. He's still um, living with his mom. <laughs> so, yeah, well. Some people thrive and some people are assholes. Um, Sarah Adams is dedicating her shout out to her boyfriend's ex-wife, Karen Rich, to quote, Mm -hmm. thank her for not making things weird just because I hooked up with her ex. I hope she gets Mm -hmm. a laugh from the subject matter I've chosen and that it puts a smile on her face as she recovers from a difficult surgery. That is the nicest fucking thing I've ever heard. Ever. Friends are found in the oddest of places. You are the most great, gracious bitch I've ever even heard of. (laughs) Gracious bitch. Love it. Uh, (laughs) So last... Well, second to last, but not second to least, shout out to Holly Ann's Craft Shop. And we're shouting her out because she is giving, she's donating 15% of all orders to RAIN. That's the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, which is the largest anti-sexual abuse nonprofit network in the United States through Mm -hmm. the end of August 2018. And she's mm-hmm. giving Wine and Crime listeners an additional, well, 10% off with the promo code GALS, G-A-L-S. Mm-hmm. She's got some mm-hmm. super cute handcrafted jewelry, rings, necklaces, lots of really cute stuff. So check her out at um, hollyannscraftshop.com. That's H-O-L-L-I-A-N-N-S craftshop.com. 
not going to bother spelling <laughs> like, the rest of it out. Like how you bailed on the rest of the spelling. <sighs> also, of course, special thanks to our sponsor, Talkspace. Go to Talkspace.com forward slash gals for 45% off your first month of therapy where you don't need to wear pants. It's amazing. Worth it. Yep. Worth it. Worth it. Treat your brain. Love you. Treat your brain. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Hi, we're Hannah and Saruti from Red Handed, the true crime podcast asking the questions no one else is asking. We come at you every week covering everything from barely known crimes to revolutionary cases. But whatever we're discussing, we dig into the social, cultural and societal aspects of every story and still have you feeling like you're just down the pub with your mates. Listen and subscribe on Acast, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.